0: the office podcast with the property expert if it's happening in our it's the place you want to check first with your host too stupid to win and thank me later bringing the strategy news and cool charts with all the data this
1: is off land where the
0: metaverse goes down genesis and fran to rio and all around don't miss a week you never know what they'll say next it's the offland property Experts, baby upx
2: What's going on fellow Uplanders and welcome to episode 197 of the Upland Property Experts Podcast.
3: Did you just watch our numbers? We went, we had 25 people watching the intro and as soon as we came on it immediately dropped to 18. <laughs> well, like, that, That's sad. That feels bad. Oh, there we go. They're back. Uh, they're back.
2: Uh, but you went away. Where'd you go? Awesome. All right. Anyway, welcome to episode 197. I don't know where Thank Me Later went or what. Oh, there
3: you are. <laughs> so, uh, as as I previously mentioned, I had my. This is my other laptop at the moment that I'm normally on, which you can't see, but it's blue screened, uh, and oh, no. I'm on a on a new one. Anyway, apparently, if you touch the touchpad in a specific spot, it refreshes your web page. And uh, shout out to Streamyard because I was able to boot up a a different computer and get on and all my settings, everything are there. Uh, However, uh, it's web-based. So when I refreshed, kicked me out. Oops. Yeah. Last
2: week, for some reason, I do have the comments in YouTube this week. Last week I had no YouTube comments. It was like so bizarre. Um, Weird. Yeah. But shout out to more cheese and the goldsmith for filling in. It took two people to fill in for you last week, but, uh, Oh, cheesy was on. Yeah. We had a good, we had a great show it was good so definitely thank them for hanging out with us a lot of stuff to cover um two biggest things going on in upland right now the announcement of totems and the changes to racing it's not oh it's not gran turismo but you can now control your vehicle and we have uh co-founder of upland Idan to join us here in a couple minutes to talk about totems. And then later on, we do have Dak, co-founder of the Upland Racing League, with uh, two of the drivers from the second season of the Upland Racing League to talk about what the season looks like and how the changes are going to have impacted the first race and should impact the rest of the season. The podcast, the Upland Property Experts Podcast, is the host of Race number eight, the finale. So hopefully it's good by that time. I I don't want a dud where somebody just ran away with the field and everybody's racing for, like, third place. Yeah. No, it should be good. And then uh, welcome back from your birthday. So
3: a little bit older. That's why I got my my shirt. In dog years, I'm dead. Well, Uh, what I didn't show you
2: before the show, it had this old lady bringing a birthday cake out to this old man, and then I did this.
1: Go get him, Turtle Man. Have a happy birthday.
2: (laughs) And this old guy's just smiling and laughing with this cake with, like, a hundred candles on it, so. That's awesome. I I had it all set up, and even though you went off your birthday stuff, which is well-deserved, I'm like, I'm not wasting this moment, and I'll tell him about it the week later, so.
3: No, it's awesome.
2: All right, I know Idan is short for time, so we won't, you know. Beat around the bush, and we'll get him right out. I just there. like
3: keeping him in the back room because we can see him. Like we could see him in the in the waiting room, like in the green room. Yeah, it's power. It's like you just stay there. We just keep him there, and just do the rest of the show. <laughs> and then he will let's just bring leave. on Dak. I kind of want to hear about these cars. <laughs> you want to hear about the cars? <laughs> kind of totems? No, I'm just kidding. I'm so excited for I, totems. Let's go. I was gonna say this is like <laughs> he said. <coughs> <laughs> Well, so, <laughs> this is really only funny to Too to Stupid and I, because Edan just waved to the camera and walked away, which was awesome. All right. All right.
2: We'll, we'll get him on here, because I know you're super pumped about this. I and am so excited. I got questions, too. So, with no further ado, here is Edan. What's
3: we up, won Totem. We won right. Ooh. Ooh.
4: I apologize. My audio so... I'm going to go with MacBook Audio. So let's see.
3: Wait, was that? Yeah, that's Edan. Can you you guys hear me? We're getting a lot of echo. A lot of echo. Are you watching? I'm going to try my
4: AirPods again. All right, how is this?
2: sound like a robot yeah it's so weird (laughs) um you you can always back out and come back in sometimes that does it when you just leave the whole stream yard
3: i want to know what's on that glass in the background it's a presumably it says upland i'm going to try uh, again okay those block explorers yeah that that, that? i
2: was looking at that whole upland in the background of what was made from it
3: yeah that looks super cool
2: His robot, I, Dan. <laughs>
3: uh, all right. But, yeah. And. So, well, why do you go back? Like, so if you haven't seen the new Totem landing. Oh, well, there he is. All right. How about now? Can you hear me now? Absolutely. Way better. In-go.
4: That's yeah, better. All right. Here. Sorry about that. All right.
2: It What's happens. Up? Not a problem. What is in the Upland? What's that made? Is that made out of Black Explorers?
4: It is. Yeah. But, yeah.
3: Behind you, on the yeah,
4: it... yeah, that's that's like upland spelled out with block explorers.
3: Wait, that's are cool. we on there? Are, uh, there? are there director block explorers? I, you know what? I've never bothered to actually look. But yeah, these, are, these <laughs> are all director explorers. Yeah. So you don't even know who's on your wall? Um, yeah, it's. Uh, let me see if I can find. Take some. us around. We want to see this. <laughs> I don't even care about totems anymore. I want to. I want to come sign your wall. If my block explorer is there. I want to come and yes. sign it.
4: All right. all right.
2: No, we're talking totems.
4: I'll send, you, I'll send you the image. We'll, we'll, okay. make it, we'll post it on Twitter or something.
3: Yeah. All right, totems. So, first of all, I just have to say, I'll be honest, I've been feeling a little down about Upland lately. What? We got out of Genesis week. I got my swag. I got my excitement. I was, a, I was teased with the totems. I, I was been feeling a little down. I, I saw the little notification. Hey, everybody, t- click here. And I was like, okay. I was thoroughly impressed with that new landing page for the totems. It is really cool. I'm so excited to see like true what I would consider gamification. Like this is really slick. There is gaming mechanics. There is lore. There is unique things. Like it's it's very involved. And I am really excited for this. Thank you. Like, a,
4: a shout out to our creative and marketing teams and for, you know, for putting the stories together. And, you know, th- this was like, um, you know, we've been working on this for a while, right? And I think, like, you're seeing some kind of like, you know, new new, new things here that we haven't seen before in Oplen. But uh, we're, we're excited about this project. It's, it's due to our, to our hearts, for sure.
3: Yeah. Really, really nice page. Um yeah. All right. That's all. I just wanted to, cause I was like, I, I wanted to make sure you do it. Like, I was thoroughly like, I, I was expecting you to be like, Oh yeah, cool. We got to it. But I was like, Oh, Whoa. Yeah. Yo, I, I thought it was just is... going
2: to be announced, you know, just a typical announcement, the article about it. But then I clicked the landing page and you come right to this. I, I was impressed.
4: Cool. How, how cool is this? Like um, globe globe out of the watch. Like that's a, it's a cool moment.
2: Yeah. Now we just need to get Africa and Australia cities released, and then uh, it'll be accurate. We'll
4: get there. With
2: <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, now, the landing page says that there's 10 life forms. Is the last life form the prize from Genesis Week, the, the ultra-rare one that has the
4: best attributes? and Actually, that, that is the 11th, so... You know, the, the the llama totem is the one of truly one of a kind, like in, in terms of the life form. Uh, so with the llama, the, the, we're going to have a total of 11 life forms represented in this project.
2: Now, there's going to be 5,555 totems. So really, it, now, is it 5,556 with the llama one, or is it 5,554 because of the llama
4: yeah. one? Yeah, so I, I want to give one caveat. So again, I am not like there's a team behind this this (laughs) project and I am, you know, there's a limit to my knowledge. To the best of my understanding, the five thousand five hundred fifty five is gonna be inclusive of that one. But again, if I'm caught like Hmm. giving you a wrong number or a stat, I I I do apologize.
3: I mean the five five five, because there's if there is ten with five attributes each
4: one so one important thing again, because uh there are different rarities, right so there, are di- there you know uh some attributes are more common than others, then it's not a straight you know whatever ten to the power of whatever traits uh, of combinations oh, yeah yeah that would only be a hard, yeah yeah, yeah so That's only a fair. part of the all of the combinations are presented in order to create these rarities um so but there are there's not going to be anything above those five thousand five hundred fifty five right so this is like kind of like a one time uh, type of a mint. Um, not to say that in the future, there may not be activities without saying too much that will kind of like have like further
3: things. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um, wait, wait, what do you mean further things? So like, he means no further more things. so we're saying no more totems, but like, um, something else might, come with a similar... Right. So concept. There's not going to be,
4: like, any... You're not going to be able to to, to buy any more totems beyond that. $5,000. So, 5, so.
3: Okay, so then... And is this the... Are totems the only thing that are going to generate life?
4: Well, I mean, again, okay. when we're looking into the future where Upland is bursting with life, so life... Or, yeah, protum? You know... It
3: creates Protom.
4: Yeah, so we, we do not have any plans for anything else to create Protom at this point.
3: So totem- that's was. Okay, so the the these are these totems are the only thing that are ever going to produce protum in the in the metaverse of Upland. Is that what we're saying?
4: There are, there is no plans for anything else. Right? More or less. Okay, this, okay. Is the, so, this is the intermediate phase in between the point where there's no life and the point then there is life, governed by standards. The genesis of this life. This is this is spot on. Getting ready, right. getting ready for the genesis of life. We want to be really careful because again. Oh um, yes, technically
3: you know, we're we just have lifeless totems that we're just going to sit in the jungle and rub until actual life comes out of them. Sounds like a lot of my college years.
4: So this is Spud's. Think of it as Spud on steroids. Yeah, with, with another with a, with a small distinction. Again, Spud was a pure simulation. At the end of it, everything got destroyed, making kind True. of like Spud. You know, um, uh, I don't want to say meaningless, but kind of like. Um, temporary in its nature, a yeah. right? uh, protom is going to be exchanged to STEM. And, you know, part of the reason is, again, we're, we're going to test out some mechanisms here that are going to simulate life on steroids, uh, you know, rightfully, rightfully said. Uh, but we do want that to, to matter. So that's why at the end, we want it to be exchangeable to, to, to STEM.
3: Okay, so then that's what it is. So the, the totems make the protom. The protom is going to turn into STEM. After the the, peri- the trial period's over, After-
4: when STEM is la- when, when we're ready to to launch
3: STEM, and when I'm you're happy. ready to launch STEM, the the protum will get turned to STEM. Will the totems then continue to produce life? Will they continue? Will they continue to produce STEM? That is highly
4: dependent on the results of or, or, or what we see with kind of like this uh, this simulation. Uh, so uh, there are going to be uh, cycles that are going to be activated. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the ability to continue and maintain these cycles will highly depend on kind of like the results, right? There may be, it may be continued with some tweaks based on the results. It may be continued as as is. Uh, That is still not something that we can kind of like uh, communicate and, uh, you know, um, uh, in kind of like, uh, so when we roll out the sale, there's going to be some information included. uh, And that information will be the absolute minimum of what these, you know, totems can produce in terms of products. Uh, then, what happens after that highly depends on the results of the simulation.
3: Gotcha. Okay, that seems fair. Do you, in your mind, about how long do you expect the simulation to last?
4: Um. So again, that highly, dip- so uh, I don't know if you're familiar uh, with the things that we've been mentioning over the past several months with the Species Foundation, right? So when we introduce life into Upland, we want to do it in a way that is potentially uh, interoperable in the open metaverse and doesn't limit uh, to our capacity as a team to create uh, life forms, uh, mm-hmm. themselves, like the standards for life. Uh, So uh, we want to make that progression in lockstep with the way the Species Foundation develops. Uh, And unfortunately, we don't have very high visibility right now about timelines for that, right? Um, But um, we have assumptions. uh, And and, and those assumptions kind of like, we want to be at a point where we introduce uh, uh, life in Upland in in 2024, uh, during 2024. Uh, So that's our targets. Uh, Okay. Being The Species Foundation being uh, uh, kind of like a separate entity than Upland, uh, we, you know, we cannot count on it. So we can only plan for it and, and kind of like make the progress, hopefully in lockstep as the Species Foundation develops as well. Um, you know, and if the Species Foundation doesn't, you know, fruition into uh, what we think it will be, uh, then we would need to kind of like recalculate our course. But currently that that's our plan.
3: Okay. So, and I mean, the reason I ask that is because like, if, if you were to say, yeah, you know, it'll be like Spud. It'll be, you know, a month or two, maybe three, uh, and then whatever, then I don't know how hard. You're, you're telling me that this is going to be going on for probably six months to a year. I, I cannot communicate. Potentially, yeah, but, like, you're not planning on it being a short-term, like, trial. You're expecting this to, to go for a while. so It's not like, a couple of weeks. It's, it's worth eight. investing. like I'm, I'm verifying, like, I'm, I'm planning on going hard on these like, and if like that makes a difference to, and I think people that are buying these to play the game of like, I want to get as much, you know, uh, protum as possible, like, is it going to be a long time then good, then I'll, I'll go big or it just, it's, it's more just to because strategy, like how you manage
2: it. If you look at it, there's five chapters to it, you know, and very interested to follow the story. And they want to. I'll, I'll let him speak. I'm just theorizing here, so I'll let Edan speak.
4: <laughs> we we brought again. I don't, I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to you know reveal too much. Uh, again, at the end of the day, um, this is uh, an opportunity to participate in kind of like some of the lore, some of the history of Upland. Um, and, and and again, uh, when you. Are able to decide whether or not you want to participate or, and, and own a, a totem. You're going to have you know the information that you need to make your decision, and you know like everybody can do can make their own decisions again the, with the, all the information that will be available when the sale comes. Yeah.
2: Yep. Now, is there uh, is there some kind of story behind the five thousand five hundred and fifty five, or is is just a number you guys threw at a dartboard. Do you have any insight there for us?
4: No, again, like um, everything that we uh, put, up, uh, put out in kind of like um, uh, in different levels of gamification layers, they have math models behind them. Uh, and that, that was the math model that we launched with again. The reason why is it, Five thousand five hundred fifty-five, and not five thousand five hundred fifty-four, because it's a nicer number, right? It's it's kind of like this memeish number, right? Uh, but but the uh, the the ballpark number is that that's what we were shooting for, right? So this seemed to us like the right amount of, of totems to put out there, combined with all the uh, traits and the rarities, uh, to create an interesting game and one that can be uh, on one point accessible for anybody in Upland who's interested in participating. Uh, but at the same time, you know, not not too, not too many items to make them invaluable, right? So
2: now, one of the questions that I've already heard is, will the totems be tradable? Because you know, you mm. I don't know if you're aware, but sometimes when Upland has a release of terminals or cars you have people selling their spots because they're able to transfer the asset in one way, shape or form. Will the totems be able to be tradable between players or once you get, some, once you get a totem that's yours and you can't trade it somewhere.
4: Right. So, so totem in nature, there are map assets with some additional features and the same way that they're tradable, that map assets are tradable, then totems will be tradable as well. Oh, so cool. So the, will the
3: trade- they be sellable at, um, the, w- at, at, outdoor decor meta ventures or will there need to be a new yeah
4: i mean previously named outdoor decor currently named map assets but yeah
3: sorry map assets yeah 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 cool oh wow well that's super cool so then that makes me feel a lot better because again hey if you get a good one dm me i'm buying them Uh, i'm already buying them in line and you know
2: that the Upland community is very critical of everything Upland posts in any sort of media, fashion, shape, or form. This image here, buying the Upex store, has it all in Upex. Is Totems going to be only in Upex, or is there going to be US dollar buy into it, or
4: is it going to be strictly I, I, Upex purchase, or both? I, I would suggest just to wait to the information because, again, like. Uh, I'm happy to come here and talk about you know the mechanics and okay. you know every, any questions, but but kind of like jumping the gun with all the details where they are going to be, you know present when we announce the sale. But, you know, it's, it's a I'm just covering,
2: <laughs> I'm just covering our side of it because they're like, why didn't you ask this or that? And, and so we throw it out there, and we know there's more details to come.
3: Wait, so what can you tell us then?
4: <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm following your guys' questions.
3: <laughs> oh, every question we can't talk about that, can't speculate on that. Well, what can you tell us? Oh, yes.
4: I've, I've answered some questions. Come on,
3: no. yes. When no. can I put the totem on the back of my car and race it around? That's what I want to know.
4: Ooh, like your pickup truck? Yeah, I want to put it on wow, the back of my pickup. That, that's truck. far away. That that no, that's that's a long way. <laughs> yeah. Now you know. Right. So you it's know, nine creating, days until registration. Creating, Is that right? Re- but creating cards inspired by your totem—that—that
3: definitely
4: mm. can raise cool. the world. Very cool. Yeah.
2: So, what part? What? How far between the releases do you envision it to be? Once again, it's speculative. It's just talking. Like, are, are we going to see every couple of weeks? Every couple of months? Uh, is, is there?
4: Is no so is- I mean the release schedule is is kind of like mostly associated with uh, our ability to manufacture them again these are map assets that needs to be manufactured uh, and that's predominantly the reason why we kind of like it, it, it's kind of like um, uh, a, a a developing story uh, so we're gonna start by manufacturing basically what we've taken uh, all of the 5,555 uh, totems and basically uh, split them uh, into um, Kind of like a manufacturing process that does them life like two life forms at a time. All right. So if you take uh, uh, basically the 10 life forms that are going to be in the totem, mm. then you, okay, so now we've uh, uh, released uh, or basically so released. Back up. the dragonfly in the palm tree. So now all of the uh, totems that are either dragonflies or, or palm trees across all the different traits are going to be manufactured. When those are done, uh, then we're going to do the next two life forms, etc. Which, and each two life forms come, correlate with a chapter. Uh, you know, okay. Chapters. Uh, okay, then, so
3: scroll back up. So then, so what you're saying is that there's five, and so will it be split evenly, 1,100 to the actual life forms? The
4: totems? I I don't think like it's an actual even split, but it's more or less right uh, again. Oh
3: wait, where's the because because well, okay, so you're saying there's five chapters. Where are the totems at? That little. You had like a thing with all the oh, five totems down or 10 totems there. So that's, that's the five chapters then chapter one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four. Well, sure. But now right. you're seeing basically right, so there's six, sorry. So yeah. what you're,
4: what you're looking at now are the totems that are a part of chapter one. So these are, these are either palm trees or dragonflies across different example traits, right? One of the traits. Oh. Is- so if you can see here, you you're gonna probably been seeing looking at five or six or whatever different styles of dragonflies and six different styles of trees.
3: I did not get that. I guess I should have because there's more than ten. I just kind of looked at it and assumed exactly. that those were the different so the art
4: style of the life form is one of the important traits, right? So um, a futuristic looking dragonfly looks different than the ancient one which looks different than the fluid one etc which make which this is one of the things that makes this project really really unique because there's a lot of uniqueness in between all of these uh, all of these uh, totems that are put out there so not now you're thinking about more of the actual questions you want to ask right <laughs> <laughs>
2: i always love having you on the show edan cuz you're just I love it. I always love having you on and getting the chance to interview. Uh, some of the some of the community so is cool. asking is asking about uh, multi-accounting and things that could be put in place to deter the multi-accounts and people just trying to jump in line. Is there a KYC? You got to be KYC to apply for it because you do have.
4: For, you know, for for the sale, you mean? Yes. I mean, um. I think that there are um, probably enough items, and it, probably that pertains to the question, Why did we go with, you know, five thousand and more totems? Again, we wanted everybody that's interested to buy uh, to acquire it to be able to do it, and I think mm-hmm. the number is uh, is is right that you know the vast majority of of players who are interested in owning one are going to be able to buy one, um, and again. We treat multi-accounting very seriously. Uh, we don't currently... We we don't disallow people who are not KYC for participating in sales, but we have ways to kind of like crank down and identify multi-accounting, and we are doing that. Is it 100% uh, foolproof? No. Uh, but, again, we are seeing and cracking up on that. I know, like, again, we we do that on a daily basis, and we have people... That do that, you know, as part of their job, uh, identify multituberculate and trying to find it. So,
3: but if that, so if I crunch those numbers though, like, okay, so let's say on average there's a thousand per release, right? Oh so, wait, hold on. So, yeah, there's only so there's a thousand. So there's about five hundred dragonflies, about five hundred um, palm trees,
4: give or take. It's not. It's not like yeah, that.
3: that I mean, I'm now I. Because I thought they were going to be on the cheaper end. Because, again, like the idea of everybody being able to get one. Well, so you have the
2: passes, and oh. you buy the passes, and the passes are going to be of different values, which will give you a higher chance of getting different rarities. No, no, it's
4: all, it's all going to be streamlined. So there's only going to be
3: one pass.
2: Oh, only one pass?
4: Okay.
3: Yeah, because how could you – I mean, yeah. Okay. So it's – and is the pass like – and I apologize if it was in there. Is it like a guarantee? So you're buying a totem, right? It's not a chance at a totem. It's you're buying a totem.
4: You're buying a totem. And, uh,
3: and, and so again, I mean, you, Which you guys obviously have crunched the numbers, but you feel like at that about a thousand release that you, you will have a saturated market as far as like anybody who wants one can get one, but like it's not going to be like cars when they were first released and like everybody's like, I can't get one. They're impossible to get. Sure, but like, when we
4: released cars, we didn't have an inventory of 5,000 cars to release in the first thing. I think that's part of the reason why.
3: Um, you know, that's not really, fair. But, and again, I'm not saying necessarily... That is a significant difference in number. Like,
4: the, the, listen, guys, the, the, is there, can there be a case where somebody wants a tournament and they can get it? Yeah, potentially, plausibly. That, I mean, that's a plausible scenario. I'm just going to buy them all, Edon. And that's why we have a secondary market, right? Uh, and, 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 that's, and that's fine. Listen, um, we, again, when we designed this project, that's that's what we felt was the right numbers. Uh, this is what we're going with. Uh, and, and, and again, I think uh, we're going to have a cool little mini game and a cool little chapter Thanks. in Upland's history uh, unfolding uh, in front of our eyes. So. This so is super we, cool. We
2: got the technicalities out of the way and answered the questions that we received leading up to the show. And I know Thank Me Later is super excited for this from uh, i let him run crazy with his gamification. <laughs> so we, we weren't beating you up. Um, we were just trying to answer has, ask all the questions that you know people have messaged us about once it was announced that you'd be on with us to talk about Totems because we're excited for it. Thank you later yeah. no, is
4: if I have time I'm gonna jump in the cafe later on and um, in San Francisco and take, you know, some other questions if people want want to join in, but um, let's see. There let's go. go. Right. So you'll be after the
2: show, after you're done here, you're gonna jump into the San Francisco Cafe to field questions from people. Yeah, for sure. And yeah Good, you'll just like Cut our viewership in half, but that's okay. They'll, they'll catch the replay later. Okay, you know what? That, no, that's no, fine. No, 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 I'm teasing, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Jump in oh. the cafe, please. Jump in the cafe. Do it. I was just—you just
3: took away Edom no. going to the cafe from the go, audience. Go, please. Here. I beg you.
2: I'm. I was teasing. Please go to the cafe. Answer the questions because that's super awesome. That you're going to leave here. Go do that. So please do that. Don't let me. But wait,
3: I'm going too. I'm going to be in the cafe. Bye. That's fine. Go. Going. I'm going to go follow Edom. <laughs>
2: No, yeah, definitely do that. So once once he leaves here, he'll be in the San Francisco cafe answering questions about this stuff too. So hopefully you paid attention here, so you don't ask the same questions that have been answered here. So thank me later. When
3: are we gonna get like the actual game? Okay, so now we got we got all logistics on the totem, right? Yeah. So there's going to be cycles. So presumably, knowing that it's pollinators and the like the the plants that they pollinate, presumably, so it'll go like cycle between them. Sure, I, again,
4: I, I want to make sure, like, um, you know, the life forms here are metaphoric. Again, each one represents uh, a trade. And by the way, there's a wiki published, so you can go and read it if you haven't. So there's a link from the blog post. I have to check. Uh, yeah, so you can kind of a like little bit see about how, what are the trades, what do they mean, how do they kind of like relate to uh, the requirements of nurturing uh, this totem and potentially uh, making pro uh returns uh, with it. Uh, and And then the metaphor is that you know once the cycle is activated, you know it basically you can then activate your totem by having your first you know input of protom into it, and that triggers the entire cycle uh during which uh basically you need to optimize your uh spend and your harvesting in order to get to those returns uh, so that's Do you have it. likemag like... gucci uh, of 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 a sort right
3: hmm. What, did, did I miss it? Were there gameplay pictures or anything anywhere that I missed? Um, Do you have absolutely. some gameplay?
4: <laughs> Again, when we say gameplay, the gameplay is, is about your, uh, your spend and your harvest. Uh, and you have some For indications sure? along the way that tell you kind of like how you're doing in terms of like the optimal uh, return. And yes, we're, we're going to absolutely publish all the guides and everything once you know, the first cycle is activated. Um,
3: Yeah. No, I can't. Yeah, I'm a numbers guy. So again, a a resource management game is right in my wheelhouse. I have so many life forms on my phones that I'm trying to keep alive at any given moment. Uh, I can add a couple more. And
2: and what's going to end up happening is people are going to break out their spreadsheets. They're going to set alarms because they have to wake up in the middle of the night to make sure that they're properly doing the right thing with their totem. You're going to make some sleep deprived people.
4: Oh yeah, and and again, it, this is about you know, op, like yeah, if you want to optimize to the max, to the last you know fraction of a protom, then maybe that's what's oh. going to happen. But but
3: yeah, well As, yeah, I mean that's
2: fair. Absolutely, I mean if you want to maximize your protom to the best that you can do, so you can get the most stem once that becomes available in games, so you can build your life, be it you know. Plants, trees, bushes, or having a pet, whatever. Absolutely, this is a great opportunity for everybody that's in upland right now to take advantage of it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that is, that's a fair point, though, especially given, you know, this isn't, uh, I guess I'm going to, I'm saying this more to myself that it's going to be on a longer timeline. So maybe for the norm, the average player, you don't need to go that insane with it. Because it's going to be over a long time period. It's not like, like treasure hunting. Like those guys are insane. Yes, yeah,
4: so usually it. this is not going to be a zero sum game, right? Like again, depending also like one of the traits, for example, is stamina. Stamina means what happens when you miss, right? A protom input, right? So so again, there are different behaviors of what happens and how that's being handled. But, again, it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, like, oh, my God, I, I, I missed one uh, protom input. It, it, everything's gone, right? It, that, that's not the way it's going to work, right? It, it, it's literally about optimizing, right, your, your returns. Like, wh- what do you need to do in order to make the most returns out of
3: yeah. So Yeah, so presumably you put in protom, like ma- which is like fuel, and then it produces something. And so you have a fuel tank, you have a deposit tank you have the burn rate, you have, you have the behavior,
4: right? You have the behavior yeah. of the requirements, the behaviors of the output, the behaviors of, of the stamina, meaning what happens when you miss one or miss several, uh, et cetera. And then your unique totem determines that your unique kind of like, let's say manifest of how you need to nurture your totem. And that's what mm-hmm. makes it cool. Right? Because not, not two totems are alike, uh, which is pretty cool.
2: Uh, I, Super. Now, what are you most excited about of the whole totem project?
4: Um, wow, that's. I mean, I'm 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 actually genuinely impressed and, and kind of like really really enthusiastic about the uh, the visual aspect of what came out. And the way that we were able to produce uh, this amazing variance, uh, and kind of like, especially you know ac- across the the styles, which are kind of like part of the part of the story, right? Like, uh, you know, you look at the gamer style versus the ancient versus the painted versus the the fluid, uh, and uh, you know, just that that the amazing job that the team did with producing these, uh, I'm I'm blown away. So that's very exciting uh, for me. Uh, but to me, it's another chapter again. If you look at uplands. Uh, by now, it's a pretty long history, right? So we've been at it for, you know, four to five years. And think about, like, what Upland looked like before, let's say, there was property development and building, and what it looks like today, and what SPAD and SPAD Wars meant to it in, in getting to it. So if you think about totem and protem in this way, and you imagine, okay, wow, I can't wait to look at what Uplands look like when it's bursting with life, and this would have been the step that kind of, like, Took us one step forward towards towards that future. So okay. it's always about the future and, and kind of like what's coming.
3: Well, I certainly hope that the totem uh, events and chapters are as exciting uh, and lively as Spud Wars, which was
2: <laughs> wow. You thought, you thought Upland didn't. was going to come unhinged at the seams? Wow! It was
3: the best. It was it was absolutely my favorite event that's ever been. Second favorite. You actually ran an event. It uh, curate. It was robbers versus a museum one. That was the best. That was the coolest um, event that I think has been held.
4: Personally. Yeah, and you know what? You know what I think? At the end of the day, like, uh, we are kind of, like, reminiscing on the times where, you know, Upland was, you know, a few thousand players. Um, and we were able to actually launch this very intricate and very, you know... Uh, events that are appealing to a very specific uh, set of audiences that could probably not be scaled to the players that are running today. But what's cool is that today we have uh, the third-party tools. So, like, there's absolutely no reason why not everybody in the community who has has some technical chops or knows somebody with technical chops can actually bring those events back to life and run them in a community setting or kind of like in a more personalized setting. Because the tools are there, right? Uh, and, and and I think that's the opportunity for people to bring value into upland now and, and create these, you know, th- there's no reason why we can't do even much better events uh, given the tools that we have to do,
3: Oh, know? sure.
2: Absolutely. Sure. Now, people are wondering, with these totems, are you able to place them on the properties to show them off? You yeah, these map are map, assets,
4: map for assets for every intended purposes, purpose. So these are map assets that have some extra utility to them.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a really great Thing with third parties being able to recreate some of these events and some of these fun things, so I'm excited for that. 100.
4: Um, percent By the way, there's no reason why you know developers can't extend totems to what they are and, and take them to their interpretation outside of Open. So it's also 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 doable. And by the way, we are also actively working on being able to include uh, map items. Uh, and other things like uh, cars and carts and structure ornaments in escrow services. So you'll be able to actually, uh, you know, utilize them uh, with third-party developers uh, the same way you do with the Jets, etc.
2: Interesting question here by Unprofessional Puppet. He was the guy at Genesis Week with the Puppet. (laughs) Um, He was wondering if you have the dragonfly or something, one of the other life things, will they move around on your lawn or is it just kind of stationary
4: right now as this rolls out? Unfortunately, no. So again, we we do not have the functionality of uh, animated uh, map assets. Uh, but again, like sim- similar to how cars are inanimate on the first layer upland app, you know, similar to how they are, they race around and move in racing app. There's no reason why these totems can be brought to life if somebody wants to do that uh, with a with a third party, uh, you know, uh, app. Uh, so, so, the, but the short answer is no. These are going to be stationary, similar okay. to other map assets.
2: And since they are a map asset, they will be open to the bridge to ETH and Open Seas, like the block explorers.
4: In the future, so the the infrastructure that allows us to, you know near in the future be able to move map assets through escrow services that's the same infrastructure that would allow us to move assets also through the bridge as well in the future
2: yeah we were dis- a lot of people are disappointed you didn't have the flannel from when you were rocking out at Genesis
4: Week the, the, I didn't have what sorry
2: the flannel they were disappointed you oh, didn't bring the flannel. flannel from the Genesis I'm Week wearing it yeah
4: well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no it's um, a problem it's, uh, yeah, that's not my work uniform. <laughs> <laughs> um now um
3: let's hear
2: what else do you have thank me later uh
3: i don't i don't know i'm just excited so it, it's the registration starts in like 10 nine days. days nine days nine days and change and so and, and i'm assuming we'll get we'll get all the pricing and all that you said we'll be out Presumably before that. Yeah. So we know how much is because honestly I didn't spend anything in Tokyo. Okay. I'm there, I'm waiting, but then I was like, oh, totems. I, I I've been actively saving for totems. So now I'm like I totally freaked out when totems was announced
2: today. I was like, oh no. I'm like, I just spent a lot of money in Tokyo.
3: Yeah, you think <clears> that's a coincidence? Uh yeah, they're like, hey, we're ready to launch to them. You're like, you got to wait a week. Why? Oh, Tokyo's coming out. So we need to, we need to there's sp- some more cool
4: things coming. So, and there's
2: mm-hmm. more. So, he said, UPXX coming before the totems.
4: <laughs> who, who said that?
2: No, we're, we're putting words <laughs> in your I'm putting words in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm written okay. between the lines. No, but, um, before we let you go to the cafe, um, what is your biggest message about this project, right now and going forward?
4: My biggest message, yeah,
2: or uh, thoughts.
4: Your biggest thoughts. Um, again, I, I think we, I, I'm probably repeating myself, but I'm I'm excited for the next step towards the you know the the, the reality where life becomes a thing in Upland, and again, like we as you're probably noticing we're not, we're thinking hard about these things right we have we have had this i i really i i remember literally i remember the day back when we were probably i don't know maybe ten or twenty people in the company where we came up with the that the chart that identified like the foundational tokens in upland and it had apex spark and stem in it. And I think that that's like circa probably either 2019 or early 2020 or something like that. Uh, and, and and again, these things are, you know, we are executing on things that have been thought through for years. And as we're thinking about them and kind of like putting them into action, it's just like it's, it's mind-blowing to see how it's developing and, and evolving into a system where you are literally able to see or envision, you know, one of the biggest and most elaborate, uh, uh, you know, gaming and metaverse ecosystem and platforms that the world has ever seen. And the way that we're thinking about also like potential interoperability, and you know, this is all about the future. And the future takes takes time, not just to envision and design, but also to execute. Uh, But I think we're slowly seeing kind of like more and more pieces of the puzzle. Being laid out and put together and and again to me that's that's kind of like um, one of the most fascinating things to to experience and, and to be part of that's um, you know and i'm just humbled that you know people are willing to participate and kind of like enjoy this uh, this uh, reality so really really thanks for everybody who's kind of like being part of this amazing journey so another another step in it
2: yeah i'm super excited this is you know this is one of the monumental turning points in upland of where we'll be in the future and it's been an amazing journey for myself and thank me later over the years um doing the show each and every week and then just uh seeing things start coming to life and coming to fruition awesome
4: all right and thanks for spreading the message again this is uh you guys are doing you know phenomenal yeah. phenomenal
2: Yeah. We really appreciate you taking the time tonight. I know it was last minute. X1, I messaged X1. I'm like, hey, I'm like, you just dropped this news. I'm like, is anybody from the team available? And I figured it would be, I didn't think it would be you or Dirk. And then all of a sudden he's like, Edan's going to jump on. I'm like, yes. I always enjoy talking with you. All right. And you're going to leave here. You're going to be in the San Francisco cafe answering any questions there. So appreciate your time there. Thank you for taking time this evening. Hey, don't
3: forget that image. We want to see that upland image. Yeah, we want to see that upland image. I'll make sure X1, you know,
4: uh, has it spread on Twitter. And
2: and then hopefully we didn't make you mad enough at us that you won't let us interview at Genesis Week next year. (laughs) All right, cool. All right. Have a great night. You too. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm super pumped.
3: I mean, let's go. You know what's interesting? So I think I'm. I got to be careful because, like, I don't want to speculate. I want not give away all my secrets.
2: No, don't give away your secrets because you not gotta, yet. Not let yet.
3: me, let me. I'll play with it. I'm, I, you know me. I can't keep a secret. I have to share. Um, all right, so share. Well, no, I mean, I don't have anything yet. I just, more like... You know what? Okay, what I was thinking is like, it's probably...
2: I was hiding your secret for you.
3: Oh, my gosh. I was hiding your secret.
2: Terrible. Hiding your secret. No,
3: I just, it'll be interesting to see the mechanics because you have to put some protom in, and it's like fuel, right? So the protom's like fuel. So it'll be interesting to see like when it starts, like as it grows... I'm just, I, my mind is reeling on like how to best do this because it might make sense to start if there's going to be more totem capacity than available protum, right? So think of, think of it like my guess is it's going to be like, um, you know, you put in five protum and you get out six protum and it takes a certain cycle, whatever. But, you're going to have to put in something fuel to get out. Now the question will be then if I bought like a hundred of these totems, well, I'm not going to have enough initial protum to power all of them. So I'm going to need like protum farmers I'm going I need to outsource that. You're going to want to spread your totems out between a lot of people to build your, protom reserve. But then you can't transfer protom. So then you're always going to be limited. What that means is that early... Oh, it's exponential.
2: I I mean, the the first cycle is really... If you get a totem in the first cycle, or you get a totem, the first cycle is really your trial and error, trying to figure it out. Uh, Everybody's going to try and figure out you know uh, uh, what's the optimal strategy with your totem to produce the um or the totem to produce the protum it's going to be that it's going to take a cycle or two for people to really figure it out and i'll be intrigued to see if upland changes it as people figure out the optimum
3: strategy uh, yeah. Now, as soon as, so we go into the cafe and ask, ask you, <laughs> Don, if people can stake, that's a good question. Can people stake their protum on somebody else's totem? Because if you buy it and then you get like a starter protum amount, right? So my guess is one of the properties will tell you like how much initial protum it has. Um, uh, and so then if you trade that asset, Does the protom stay with the totem? No, No. because
2: the totem makes the protom, so it doesn't have to stay with the totem. Because the protom is a product of the totem.
3: (laughs) Protom exchange, go get it, Dad. (laughs) All right. A lot of exciting right.
2: things to watch over the next coming days. Just about 10 days to go to the registration. Hopefully that means the sales the next day. I hope it's not like you register and then another 10 days later.
3: No, no, no. It seems like it's a. it'll be like a 24-hour. They're just letting everybody know ahead of time. Big countdown so that way there's no miss. Um, yeah. What but, came first, protum or totum?
2: Oh, chicken and the egg. Um, but I'm highly impressed with everything they put behind this and the launch. Like, it blew my mind.
3: Yeah, I mean, the assets look cool. The concept looks, like, fairly well thought out. Um, we'll see how it actually gets executed in-game. I do have... Like, as excited as I am, and I am genuinely excited, I also have a lot of um, uh, uh, PTSD, I guess, from interfaces. So the game interfaces and asset management in general and resource management in general in Upland has been um, suboptimal in in several uh, pieces. So I'm hoping I... I'm hoping uh, that's different. Yeah, they uh,
2: don't stream the Upland Cafe. You have to, your block explorer has to be in San Francisco and you can go into the cafe and interact with your avatar. So if you're not in San Francisco, you probably won't get there in time to see Edon. And I don't have the address probably. No say, one's
3: in San Francisco, Edon. We're all in Tokyo, bro. <laughs> like he, he left. He left. I know, but... If you ever... Yeah, I... All right. <laughs> oh, him. your PE does not have to be there. Oh, okay. Sorry.
2: You do need an avatar to be in the cafe. I, I was
3: going to say, that seems really limiting.
2: I haven't gone into the cafe yet. because do not need to be there. Okay.
3: All right, cool. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's just like... Isn't it just... Uh, it's our boy. All it is is one of those like worlds, right? Yeah. It's their interface in it's Upland. It's nowhere, right?
2: It's, it's just nowhere's a... interface in Upland, yep. But you don't, yeah. go, you don't go to nowhere. It's in San Francisco. There's an address. All right, really quickly, um, if you haven't registered, there are Block Explorer sales for Tokyo going on. Three Block Explorers, pretty cool ones. I know you love your block explorers. So Wait, they're on sale? You got to register now. They go on sale tomorrow. And if you're watching us past Friday the 25th, you're out of luck. Tokyo Th- Thrifty Trader is going on, so competing for the prizes. And Dude, that block and right. explorer.
3: If you get the Thrifty Trader block explorer, hit me up. I want to buy it. Yeah.
2: Or you could just try to thrifty trade. Yeah. Um, they did, they did announce the MetaVentures Variety Legit Shop. So all the other legits that haven't really had a shop on a secondary sales, you can sell them now secondary sales. You can go apply for your business.
1: What? Yes.
2: And Upland has made updates to their racing platform. And with that, we do have one of the co-founders of the Upland racing league and two of the racers from the URL, um, we'll bring them on now to talk about the second season of the Upland Racing League, how the changes are impacting the first race and what they expect for the rest of the season. So we have Dak, the co-founder. We have TB12125, who is a new racer to the series, and KO Ninja, who raced in the first series and got his butt kicked in the first race because he doesn't know his left from his right or how to use a boost or something. I don't know. That was a sad, sad time, my friend, KO.
5: Dude, I I was in, like, second for most of the race, and then, like, the last ten seconds, I got put to fourth. <laughs> <clears throat> that was ridiculous. Fourth? You finished, like, tenth. Overall, I know. I know. I, <laughs> I
2: screwed the whole thing up. I, didn't. <laughs> I was in second, and I went to fourth, but I somehow finished tenth. Overall, yeah.
0: it's <laughs> the way we do the heats.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Deck. Um, once again, welcome and definitely Thanks. want to have you on updating us on the Upland Racing League throughout the year. Um, so this is session number 2 for the year. And uh where are just give everybody a little background about the Upland Racing League.
0: Yeah, so um March 2021, um I started the server with a couple of folks that were interested in speculating on racing. Mind you, at that time, cars weren't even out. There was no announcement uh, for cars, so we were talking completely out of our butt. And uh, But there was enough information out there uh, that we had a good sense that racing was going to be a thing, cars were going to be a thing. They had been talking about it for a while. And so we got together and then lo and behold, June 2021 rolls around, Genesis Week and the big announcement and releases. And uh, ever since then, you know, they've been doing iterative releases, right, more. And and thank me later. I know you're you're very familiar with this whole uh, lean kind of process and, you know, kind of agile delivery models and all that. But it's been nice to see them just consistently putting out um, updates and changes and advancements. So it hasn't been a it, it hasn't been this big flashy thing like Totems, but it has been consistent delivery, which I really appreciate. And uh, for our second season, which is our uh, Pro Series, so we had our Champions Cup that finished at Genesis Week. Now we have our Pro Series that's running with S one Es. Um, Pretty much we have a different series running every quarter. Uh, Q3, once they come out, and by the way, I know people want to buy Totems, but I'm pretty sure stock cars are going to be coming out real soon, mm. and I don't know what I'm going to do, stock cars or Totems. I'm excited about both, and I could tell you stock cars, I mean, if you look at an S1R and you look at the stats of an S1R and a stock car, uh, they're the stock car is better, <laughs> So you not in the same
3: league, so it doesn't matter.
0: They're not in the same league, right, and that's what I'm saying, is that they're going to be priced more expensive than S1Rs.
3: Mm, I, I don't know. I don't know. Did they not. announce that?
0: No, they haven't, but if you look at the number of uh, mints that they have that seem to be being produced in their factory in Rio, and you look at the stats of the car, what, it's what's a better the, car. Uh,
3: what's the mint numbers? Like how many?
5: I
0: don't. I think it was 20 or something. I forgot to look.
5: There's 150 of those red ones. And then there's like, uh, right now they're producing like, uh, there's only two mints of each of the different numbers.
3: But what's yeah. the max? Max 150 times how many variations?
0: I think there's five variations
3: right now. Yeah, I mean, that's. But I don't know but if that's, that's a total. That's 30x. That's 30x the SR1 production rate. They will be they th- there's no way they're gonna be anywhere near. Oh, that's
0: that. right. You have a whole bunch of S1Rs. You gotta protect that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, having uh, okay. said that, which, which you car, do have stock this cars. Is a, hold
3: on. This is a genuine question for any car people, because I don't know the answer to this. What in the real world is the cost of, say, an actual stock car versus say, uh, a top-of-the-line Lamborghini, which is, uh, you know, like let's say a, a $400,000 Lamborghini. You
0: got to compare it to a Bugatti.
3: Bugatti? Uh, yeah, yeah whatever that, the they're top... like $3.2 Okay, so are you saying the S1R is like a but Bugatti? N- nah. Now, the,
2: these stock cars, are being manufactured in the MV Motors factory in Brazil. Um, uh, they're going to be expensive. I, no, I
3: don't... I don't Isn't think they're going to be expensive. I think they're going to be cheap. I think they have to be cheap. I think we why? already have the expensive race cars. Uh, no,
2: these, no. no, no, no. These these no. are these are your stock cars from you know Chevy. Uh, you know these these are the high high line. They they paired with this stock car series in Brazil. So these are going to yeah. be more expensive than your S ones.
3: No. They're going to yeah. yes, absolutely. Wait, is that confirmed yeah. by Upland, or are you speculating? Speculating. Speculating. Then you're wrong. Then you're wrong. Oh, gentleman's bet. I'll put a gentleman's bet on it right now. Let's go. You heard it. Are you insane? You think that they're going to price them anywhere close to the S1Rs at that that number of mints? The, they're not selling through their normal okay. cars. They're I've got to find this, because I do not, not believe...
0: I don't believe that the mint numbers are going to be as crazy as, um,
3: as you think. Well, what's the max mint? i got to find it. i got to find it. Just go there's look at it, and types, it'll tell so, you yeah. that it's metadata. What's the max mint? If the max mint is 150 and there's five colors, it won't come anywhere close. It'll be 30,000 Upex, like if that. Like what are you talking about? You know what? I,
0: I don't even know why. I am arguing with you because if it's 30,000, then I'll be able to buy several, which I know that's not going to be the case.
3: I mean, at 150, they're only going to have 1,000 totems, and totems are supposed to be cheap, right? So, like, no. That's 30x the number of S1Rs. But they're stock cars. I don't care.
0: (laughs) That is interesting. It is
3: 150 max mint. Yeah. But I don't know if that's... How does that compare? Go to your your other MV motors and look at what has 150 mints per color. And then that should give you a much better idea. And then cut it in half.
0: Okay. So hold on. Because then they also have the... So they have kind of a trim that seems to be a street... Trim and then they have a trim that seems to be a racing trim, and that's only total mints of two.
3: Okay, that's your big, big, uh, that's your big daddy car,
0: that's your big daddy car, yeah. Yeah, Because the other ones, the red ones, uh, KO that you were talking about, they seem to be more of like a street, uh, mod,
5: yeah. Then there's like, uh, I think there's four or five different series where there's only two mints, yeah, with like those. Two mints, money. Probably, a, probably
3: a $200,000, 300000 each. The other ones, cheapies.
0: So 300000 for a 2 mint racing car?
3: No, 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 sorry. Nah, it'll probably be in the millions then. Sorry, I don't know. What
0: okay, all right. Yeah. So, no, no,
3: no. <laughs> But, I mean, it'll still be a cute. I mean, they'll either give them away. It'll be a contest. So they're either prizes, because that's the other thing, is if they're that low, it, are the stats, how different are the stats on those versus the stock ones?
2: You know, Russell Envy had a uh, had a post about it, and he had the breakdown of the different I saw that. Sports. There's
3: no point to compare them. Let me tell you all right now. Do not bother comparing these stock cars to the S1Rs. They're not in the same league at all. They're, their stats don't right, matter. Right, they're better. It doesn't they're not playing the same game. They're not going to
0: gonna be racing. They're going to be racing. That's what people are going to buy them for is racing. They're not going to
3: leagues against each other. Uh, like, when they do their so contracts- I was actually
0: announcing that Q3 is going to be a stock car pro racing series. So people who yeah. have stock cars will be able to race in URL. Uh, so we have S1Es going right now, stock cars going Q3, uh, pro carts going in Q1, and then back to S1Rs in Q2.
3: Love it. So even in URL, stock cards are a completely different thing. And all we need now is yeah. a tub of jell
2: buy more cheese.
3: <laughs>
2: Genesis Week, TML Suite, tub of Jell-O. All right. It's good to go. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you later versus so, Dak.
0: But Dak. I do want uh, – for charity. I'll do it for charity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I do have to say that uh, in racing, the – and, and, you know, I definitely want KO and TV to talk about it. Uh, and I, and we were talking about this during kind of like before the show went on. It's kind of funny that you ended up with these two because they actually represent real-world brands that are sponsoring uh, this this season's uh, race. You got the Ninjava and the Anthology Puzzles. And so they brought their real-world brands into Upland to help sponsor their racing in Upland, which I thought was kind of cool. And then we do have... Uh, KO Ninja, who was in our Champions Cup racing. And then TB, who's new. We have More Cheese. We have Uplando. I mean, we actually have quite a few rookies that started racing uh, in, this, in this season, which has been kind of cool. More Cheese has some secret weapons she won't tell anyone about. Um, so we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Uplando fired his whole pit crew. Uh, so, you know, that was interesting. And, uh, but TB came in second.
1: Congrats! Yeah, it was as much a surprise to me as it was to the rest of you. I think.
2: <laughs> so, what? First off, TB, welcome to the show. What got you into the Upland Racing League this time around?
1: Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I um, I, I was following it last time, um, but uh, didn't have the luxury of owning an, an S1R back then. So uh, I was like, oh, I really want to get in on this next next time around. So. Amusing enough, I went out and bought an S1R uh, thinking, I'll get involved in this next time around. And then uh, Dak announced that they were going to make it more inclusive by bringing the, uh, the S1E League in. So then I ended up going out and buying an S1E as well to, uh, to make sure I could get in on it this time.
2: <laughs> well, that was going to answer my next question because Thank Me Later loaned out a lot of S1Rs for the first season. So I was going to say... I even that... know if I got all those back. <laughs> is that your car? <laughs> now, tell us a little about it. A... About anthology puzzles. That's that is your real world brand that you're sponsoring through the Upland Racing League.
1: Yeah, sure. So it, it's a it's a wooden jigsaw puzzle making company. So we make sort of old-fashioned style wooden jigsaws. So rather than being your traditional shape pieces, they're all like funky shape pieces, uh, and they have little laser-cut uh, sort of special pieces within them that represent the the theme of the image. Um, but our, our real oh. niche is the I've seen um, those. What,
3: yeah so wait so you do like the ones that's like a butterfly and it's like a bunch of jungle animals or stuff like that yeah
1: exactly um oh, but rather yeah. than being like you know cheap mass manufactured ones from other places that i despite my accent and me being from england i actually uh have been living in america for the last 6 years so uh we produce them in our little factory up in uh, north dakota of all places um, so we've got a little little team up there churning out these jigsaws, and we sell them both on a subscription and individually. Um, but our key bit being that we uh, allow artists to bring their own artwork in and get it put onto puzzles at really low cost to then buy for wholesale to resell themselves. Um, so we and we pay royalties to the artists as well, so it uh, gets everybody involved rather than just trying to make money for me.
2: So That's what? Cool. What do you think
1: made you so successful in your first race? Well, um, honestly, it, it took me a while to figure out sort of some of the the controls and the the, the very first race because we ran two. There was a heat and then the finals. And in in the heat, I was lucky to make it through. Uh, I just sort of clawed clawed it through at the last minute with a, a boost that I had left over. Um, uh, and and I think the the timing of boosts for me has been the uh, the, the key factor. Uh, I, I nearly uh, I nearly messed up really bad in the final because I hit the boost and then ran into the back of somebody else's car, <laughs> which immediately prevents you from going any faster. <laughs> um, so the, what, one of my big uh, sort of takeaways from it was just using the lane switching to make sure you can actually get past somebody else before hitting that boost because uh, that can be really costly.
2: <laughs> but you still finished second. K.O., K- what did
5: you do with your boosts? <laughs> yeah, all I've been is been thrown under the bus this whole episode jeez the bees. I, you took me out of Vegas I gotta get back at you in some way <laughs> uh, no so I um, if you come out of a turn Dak maybe you can help me with this because, like, if you come out of a turn if I take the lanes wrong like you come out of a turn really slow and I tried to boost right there like, if, if I took the turn wrong and I came out really slow and I tried to boost to, to get out of it, the boost almost didn't do anything uh, for me at all. And then, so I had to wait till I was on a straightaway at almost max speed. Then I hit the boost. Then it goes fast. So, like, twice during that heat, I take a turn. Maybe I didn't hit, the, like, the lane changes right. I come out of that turn really slow. I press the boost. It does nothing. Um, but then if I'm going down a straightaway at almost full speed... I hit the boost, and then it, it blasts me off, you know, the, the boost hit. So I don't know if you have any, any insights um, on that, but that's that's what seemed to happen. Um, I also went into that race with zero practice. <laughs>
0: He's not making that mistake again.
5: <laughs> so I've been practicing a little bit more and trying to figure out the timing and everything. So uh, uh, So the zero practice could have a slight factor. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and Mass Chef destroyed it. I mean, he he beat the fastest other lap by three seconds.
5: Yeah, so uh, I went and did we did on, on our live stream today um, this afternoon. I went to the Detroit uh, Park. Uh, I'm sorry, racetrack that we're going to race on in a few weeks, and we did some practice laps on uh, on there. And, and Mass Chef posted his times. Mm-hmm. I was you crushed thankful- them. I was 18 seconds slower with the same car <laughs> S1E after like two or three times. I'm like, oh, good grief! I got like I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I gotta go. I gotta go practice some more.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, and the, Matsuda was talking about in URL they they're a team, right? And so they actually have two drivers on the track, and so they're talking about team dynamics and stuff like that. So it's going to be Ooh. really interesting because now. With the, and, and what's funny is you really think about it. You have, like, two mechanics that are worth it, right? Boosts and lane shifts. Braking, no one does braking, right? No one ever hits the brake. Uh, but uh, boost and lane shifting, two very simple mechanics, have completely changed racing in Upland. And I think a lot of people have said has made it more exciting. The races have been more exciting because you have a lot more shifting in, in terms of the leads, because some people will boost early, you know, you ever remember in uh, Dom saying, oh, you went early, kid, you went early, <laughs> right? That's kind of like too what ends soon. up happening too soon, too soon. <sighs> boom. Right. Exactly. And so it, it has really been interesting in the lanes. Picking your lane going into a turn and coming out of a turn, as KO Ninja mentioned, is really important because if you take the turn wrong, you actually slow down, and sometimes you can slow so down so much you pretty much stop. Yep. So you really have to be careful about your lane shifts and getting caught up in traffic does slow you down. And so it really is it's it's really kind of having vision on what's happening on the raceway what's going on around you, and being able to shift at the right time and all that. So good luck with having good internet speed, having, re- you know, all that.
5: <laughs> yeah,
1: it turns out learning your own computer seems to help quite a lot. Just knowing, like, the amount of time between making a button press and it actually inputting on the uh, on the system seems to help.
5: Yeah, the, the difference from last season to this season, obviously this last, the S1R season just being... All you know, AI or, or uh, uh, you know, automatic, you didn't have to do anything. Uh, it was like me and SC Kicker, SC Kicker unfortunately wasn't able to join this race with his uh schedule, but um, like we we came back to it and we still sponsored because like we we just had a blast um, at doing it even when even when there was no controls whatsoever. So the fact that can the controls were out this time, the the races. The The last race was so much more exciting. There was so much more uh passing and and um it kind of seemed like maybe midway through lap two of last season, you kind of just knew who was going to win what
0: well, you knew the top six were going to be going into the finals, and our number one top player did not win
5: well that that's also true <laughs> uh, and this like this last race, man, it was like everywhere um people were passing getting past i got past literally went from second to fourth i missed the final heat in the last five six seconds of the race um and that was because of the timing of the boosts and all that stuff so definitely i i think it, i think this one was a lot more exciting already with the first race yeah yeah got I my adrenaline. Yeah, i, I was still... like i was screaming at my screen i was like no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so for those
0: that are out there and they're, you know, they're checking out racing and everything, it is really exciting. Um, pretty much um, we have limited spots, right? And so they, are get, they get booked. The, the drivers get booked for the whole season. We have 12 spots that were available. Uh, and it was 10,000 entry fee per race, eight races, so 80,000 entry, right? And um, first place takes 100,000 home. Second place took sixty five thousand Upix home, third place was thirty thousand twenty five twenty fifteen tens down to five thousand for eleventh and twelfth place, and um, that can only be done because of our sponsors and Upix podcast. You're actually going to be the sponsor for the championship race at the end of the season. So either it's going to be like this massive blowout where Mass Chef is like fifty points ahead. Or it's going to be come down to like the last race and, and people have to, you know, they're going to, they're, it's going to be a nail biter and people are going to be screaming at their computers. Um, the other part too, what's interesting is there is someone who joined URL who actually started kind of like a, a betting server. And so he's now going to be doing betting on URL races for those that like to kind of try, you know, try their looks at, Kind of a little betting on the on the race
2: oh, very nice is that um the so, sportsbook
5: server yeah, so and that that's per race deck, right with that yeah. winning <laughs> yes, that's per race, yeah, I wanted to make sure that people knew that like that that's a hundred thousand for the winner per race, so mass which chef is,
2: which... is gonna get rich
5: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay. With it,
3: <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's insane. Think about that. Think about the value that it adds to an S one E. What what's the mint price of an S one
0: E? I don't know what uh, the mint price was, but TB, you you sell cars. What are they going oh, for now? You just bought
3: one. What did you buy your S one E for?
1: Yeah, I bought my. I bought mine in dollars. I paid two hundred and eighty dollars for it. I think, if I remember rightly, um, wow. they're a little bit cheaper at the moment. Um,
0: I got mine just cheap for one hundred and eighty nine.
1: That's a good deal. U.S. Yeah, right. I, I had to panic by mind in order to join the leagues. So.
3: But I think the prices went up.
1: <laughs> well, and I mean they would
3: because I mean let's say it's it's two hundred bucks. I mean you win two or three, you know something like this is this is why layer two is so important to layer one assets.
1: Yeah, hundred <laughs> like, percent.
3: You now have a way that you can get a ton of money and value out of your asset.
0: Now, yeah, Mass Chef actually called it. He he wants his Upland salary. So he's a race car driver, and he's getting his Upland salary.
2: Now, here's yeah, a question. You. With the, with the Meta Ventures now, with the Speedways, is the Upland Racing League doing partnerships with some of these Speedways that are opening up? Uh, what's going on there?
0: So right now, because of when we started the season, we didn't have anything that was a Meta Venture yet. But we do have, so like, for example, the Kingdom racetrack, Um, that one is in there. The one we're racing in this week, uh, coming up on September 8th, that's the Palmer Park Speedway. That was one of the first, uh, ones that was announced. And so we will be doing partnerships with them in the future. And this goes back to the whole concept of URL, which was community racing. So a lot of these tracks that are in URL and sanctioned by URL will be the ones that are used for racing going forward and then uh, the idea is that we'll be able to do kind of events with them they'll be able to talk about how they are a sanctioned url track and be able to do their own racing uh, kind of promos with it and we'll promote what they're doing and so forth so there'll be a lot of opportunities for partnerships with sanctioned url tracks Uh, we are a lot more strict about what gets sanctioned versus upland with upland you only needed four properties with us you need 40 percent ownership of track side properties, plus at least 10% development planning for the, for the track itself. So it's a lot to get URL sanctioned.
2: Wow. <clears throat> All right. So KO, what are you doing to improve yourself? So there's, um, due to scheduling conflicts, the next race is not until September eighth. So, Ko, you got about two weeks to improve. What What are you doing?
5: Um, I'm gonna keep practicing. I ran some tests today. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some training. Uh, <laughs> do you I'm hear gonna, the Rocky music in the background? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely reaching out for training. If if uh, I might be reaching out or if you if you guys uh have any tips or tricks i might be willing to fork out some uppics for uh for some, <laughs> for some tips man i w- it was so bad i didn't know about the sports betting th- or the uh uh the betting thing. so the odds on me got to be pretty pretty decent right now cuz i'm like are you sandbagging
3: let me know if you're pulling out of <laughs> stuff. Get some money.
5: yeah i'm just i just thought about that like man the odds on me got to be pretty good right now um oh my God. make some How money off of me if –
3: How much do you think I got to pay to rig a race? (laughs) (laughs) So, you'll be banned. Wait, are there rules? Yeah. Are there, like, do you sign, like... Stop it, Pete Rose. Like, honestly, I'm from Cincinnati, rep. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, obviously, I mean, we all know, A, ethically, completely bad. B, it goes completely against the spirit of URL, like a thousand percent. See, not a single one of the drivers would ever agree to it, um, obviously. Um, but right now we're at a very small scale. What, what, are, is URL going to do from a governance and control perspective to scale, uh, to prevent things like that? Because uh, right now you're leading it. You're the commission. It's, it's very... Or is that like the plan is to stay um, for these uh, things like that, like very controlled in that sense.
0: So I think one, um, Mass Chef, he's like my operations man, right? He does the operations and everything, and he he actually incorporated the idea of promotion and regulation uh, relegation. Right, so that the top two drivers of one series can move into the being drivers in another series. Obviously, the Champions Cup brings in the most Epyx, and so that has the biggest prize pools and so forth. So there are going to be kind of rules around that in terms of like um, if drivers can't um, – if they don't compete and they fall behind, they get kicked out, Right? So now, does that mean that we'll be able to prevent a driver from losing or throwing one race because someone said, hey, I got a million Uppets bet on this server and I want to make sure I win? Unless someone can provide proof of that, then, you know, not much I can do about it, just like in real sports uh, kind of elements, right? But if there is proof, then it goes against the ethical kind of conduct, of the server and they will, they would be kicked out. Right.
2: Now, um, Ko, we didn't give you a chance to plug the Ninjava brand. You know, we talked about the puzzles, so I do want to revert back to the, to the brand that's back in you this season. So tell us a little more for the people that don't know about the Ninjava brand.
5: Um, yes, yeah, so that's our, that's our uh, coffee brand with Hyde Park Ninjas. And, you know, I just, a just a quick, like, I got the the tinglys, you know, when Don was was talking, um, you know, because talking about ideas that came back and came from 2019, 2020, and, you know, that are three, four, five years old, um, and they're now executing on those ideas that are, you know, coming to fruition now uh, was super cool because, you know, some of the things that SC Kicker and I are, are thinking are – some are three months down the road. Some are six months. Some are one, two, three, four years down the road, and uh, it's just inspiring to see that. Um, and Ninjava is a, is a small piece of that, and uh, which which is going to be incorporated into you know different um, parts of our Hyper ninjas game and things like that. Um, so it's just a small piece of the puzzle. It's it's slow right now, and and uh, we're have um, but we're having a lot of fun making it and uh it uh it's great it's great like um custom coffee it's it's, it's amazing it's it tastes absolutely great uh, we we both love coffee and uh you know we we tried a couple different uh uh brews and we picked our favorite one and it's it's super nice but um so anyway just quick shout out to the upland team and, and Edon and 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 you know so that idea they had 3 4 5 years ago there's always going to be haters and people that don't uh, see the vision and things like that um but they're just sticking to their their vision and their ideas and executing the best that they absolutely can and uh that's inspiring for me uh i'm inspired by dak um you know creating his um the url and all the other things he's got going on before before cars were even in the metaverse and uh, in upland and and things like that um it's gets locked out of the house. Hey, hey, my my wife is actually out of town, uh, so <laughs> I was able to get in the house, no problem, um, tonight. But uh, no, just I don't know. So I I got off track from Ninjava, uh, right. which is which is great. You can go to HydepartNinja.com and get uh, and and order it there and get it delivered. But um, anyway, I I was inspired tonight. I'm inspired by everybody on here and and everybody and uh, so. Super cool stuff and, and uh, just cool to see people executing and sticking with their visions. Yeah. Now,
2: TB12. I, oh, go ahead, Dak. I
0: just want to shout out Wolf Warner. He's here. He's another rookie driver. Uh, and I didn't realize it was his birthday on September 8th. So he's going to be racing on his birthday. I'm going to have Get to it. figure something special. Is that his birthday or
2: is he just calling his shot right now?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I That's think a he's good calling question. his shot. Ah, all right. All right. I thought he said it was his birthday. Maybe not.
2: <laughs> i think it's going gone a shot he's just saying september 8th is my day because that's the next uh the next rest so he's like bet that so throw your money on wolf warner to win that race on september 8th he's like babe ruth saying i'm going that way <laughs> he's like there you go uh,
5: so I, I do enjoy the trash talk uh in the in the server it's uh it's, it's definitely good. <laughs> it's only going to get worse.
0: I, I told them they, they were doing it in the driver channel. I'm like, you need to take this to the general channel because I think the community would love to hear you guys just talk your trash. Oh,
5: absolutely. Yeah, it, you know who's good at trash talking is more cheese. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh! More cheating, calling you out. I'm, I'm after you. <laughs> uh, you. I know, man. So,
1: so, <laughs>
2: TV, so TB12 is it beginner's luck or are you that good?
1: Well, I guess we'll find out on the next race. But I'm hoping it's a little <laughs> combination of the two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if for the those that don't know, TB125 woke up early, like. Before 4 a.m. his time to join us tonight. So really appreciate that and really appreciate you coming on the show today and making that sacrifice. I know how it is, uh, sacrificing sleep to do things like this. So,
1: No, I appreciate you having me. I'll have to get some of that Ninjava coffee sent over. So I coffee. <laughs> do you ship hey,
2: international, K.O.?
1: Well, where are you, TB? What's that? Where are you? Uh, in the Middle East right now. Uh, I'll send you some. I'll be backstage side soon. it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, work that out backstage. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> now, so we have, so after the next race is until September 8th. After that, is it a weekly race leading up to the championship?
0: Yeah, we had some scheduling difficulties, and so we had um, we gave ourselves some leeway. We've used it up at the very beginning. So pretty much it's going to be from September 8th weekly for the next seven weeks after that. So finishes October 20th. Uh, and that will be, so we'll have to do a, a special podcast uh, episode uh, c- October 19th, which would be Thursday.
2: Yes, we'll bring you on throughout the uh, URL season to provide us updates and bring on different racers. So Wolf Warner, uh, for as much trash as you're uh, talking right now definitely now always love you wolf always love you definitely want to get you on the show and then having you talk about url will be great um more cheese we'll get her on because she's awesome too so we'll we'll get drivers on throughout the season and, and make it work but uh good luck tv good luck ko dak once again thank you so much for coordinating this it's always fun and we're excited to see how um how the changes in racing impacts this season versus last season. So are we. (laughs) 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 All right. Hang out backstage. We'll talk to you guys after the show. Thanks guys. Cheers. All right. Thank me later. Um, Chaos does just kind of, there you go. And we're all up in people's business. So we'll, we'll, we'll zoom out. There you go. Working, working, working. We need, like, somebody behind the scenes clicking all the stuff for us so we can just talk and do our thing.
3: Yeah, isn't that what Dizzy's supposed to be doing? Wake up, Dizzy. (laughs) He doesn't have a squirrel pictures tonight,
2: unfortunately.
3: I I tell you what, with all that, like, it might be fun. I I might do, like, some, like, uh, like, uh, practice race streams. Wow, that's mean. Oh wait! Did he bring himself on? No, I brought him on.
2: (laughs) That's awkward. I brought him on as he was getting a squirrel. I I knew he was safe. It wasn't like he was topless or anything.
3: Is it weird? I I think I have to look up the exact definition. But I think is are we is Dizzy considered a zaddy? I think he's a zaddy. I'm going to call you Zaddy Dizzy from now on. What's a zaddy? Oh, look up zaddy. Do I? Uh, yeah, Zaddy Dizzy. That's that's the new. You're looking good, man.
2: Zaddy Dizzy. All right, Zaddy Dizzy. He, he's questioning it and he's Googling it now. Yeah, I can see him. He today, he's like, What is that? No, um, definitely for the people yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking to get into the supplemental league. We still have five spots open. Um, the people that have sent me messages, I'm horrible at returning the messages. Yes. If we get five more people, we'll get the secondary league up and running. Um, so definitely let me know there. Um, chipmunk, squirrel, whatever. Chipmunks
3: have no, they don't have fluffy tails. That's the difference between a chipmunk and a squirrel is a big fluffy tail. Chipmunks have tiny little uh, fluff ball tails. Hmm. Thank you, Theo. I don't know if I'll post that
2: overall for comments, but yes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, Oh, there you go. Thanks. There you go. (laughs) I'll thank you later. Uh, (laughs) uh, But definitely thank you, Don, for coming out. And we didn't mean to beat him up too much. Hopefully he lets us interview him again next year at Genesis Week. Always look forward to that. Glad to have you back.
3: Indeed, glad to be back.
2: What chain are you pulling out now? Oh, I I,
3: I just found my llama chain. Oh. My desk is like littered with things. Yeah.
2: Glad to have you back on the show. Um, Excited for totems, uh, the racing. Whoa. You know what? I had
3: those and I never fulfilled my physical copy. These are physical NFTs of blockchain hero cards. I
2: never obtained my physical copies and it expired for me to claim them. That was dumb. Very dumb of me.
3: I had a couple of packs. The Titan pack. Did you get a Titan pack? I did, but I didn't get the physical copy. Look at these.
2: I know. Oh. Like, did you just get them or you
3: just found them? No, they're just like, I'm just like looking at miscellaneous things around my desk. I brought them to Genesis Week and I I have all my uh, Genesis Week stuff here. That's, oh, yeah, I was going through my Genesis Week stuff. (laughs)
2: There you go. Um,
3: That explains it.
2: Yeah. And then thank the Upland Racing League for hanging out with us tonight. Really appreciate that. Sacrifices by TB125. Got more stuff going on. Tokyo Collections come out. A lot of fun stuff going on. Ten day, nine days until totems hit Upland. Um, anything else before we get out of here? No. All right, everybody, be safe. Have fun. We'll see you in the metaverse. The
0: Orbit Podcast with the property expert if it's happening in Upland, that's it's the place you want to check first with your host too stupid to win and thank you later bringing a strategy news and cool charts with all the data this is off where the metaverse goes down genesis and fran to rio and all around don't miss a week you never know what they'll say next it's the off property access baby upx